Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Theater 5 presents Custody of the Mother. Chaperone? Oh, well, yes, uh, sure. Uh-huh. Your mother told me it was a very strict college, and that's why I asked. No, well, oh, yes, it, it is strict. Um, <laughs> we're being a little awkward with each other, aren't we, Wendy? <laughs> I guess so, but, golly, we don't really know each other. No. Well, what do you like? Uh, what are you interested in? Oh, well, um, well, the theater, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but only from a distance. I, I haven't seen too many plays, but I've read a lot of them. Which ones do you like? Well, the modern ones, I guess. What they call the, the theater of the absurd. It's, <laughs> it's funny, but, you know, at the same time... It's... Yeah, at the same time, it's sad, too. Yes. Like, like say, with the American Dream. Do you know that play? <laughs> yes. You start off laughing and end up shivering. Oh, I wish I'd seen it. I saw it. Well, there there are other plays. Uh, I could take you to some if you get many of these weekends in New York. Well, maybe. Meaning you aren't going to get many weekends in New York, hmm? Why do you say that? (laughs) You've been giving yourself away ever since you first stepped into this apartment, Wendy. The college didn't give you permission to come here. Isn't that right? I didn't want you to know. If I picked up the phone and told your mother that you were here, uh, you'd be in trouble, wouldn't you? Yes. Oh, yes. Wendy. Yes? Say, yes, Pop. 
wanted you to call me Pop or Dad or Dan or something. Because I want you to get it into your head right now, Wendy, that I am your father. And I do care. You've been scared from the moment you came in here. I want you to know that your old man would like to help you. What's the trouble? It's Mother. No, no, I shouldn't have said that. Go ahead. I I have no particular loyalty to your mother, you know. She's so stiff. Everything has to be so proper. Mm -hmm. She's never, never let me think. I've never had the right to be wrong, even. No, no, I shouldn't say things like this. But it's her fault. What's her fault? Nothing. You mean something. Something very serious. What is it, Wendy? Well, I... I ran away from school. I'm going to be married. Hmm. Nice boy? Mother doesn't think so. Oh, never mind your mother's opinion. You tell me about him. Well, he... He's a very nice boy, really. His, his grammar isn't the best, but... Well, he hasn't had my advantages, that's all. Mm-hmm. Mother hates him just because he hasn't any background. Where is he? Well, he's at this garage downtown that he knows about. You see, he drove me down from school, going to Maryland to be married. But I wanted to see you, and he wanted to have his car checked over. He's awfully proud of his car. It's a very old one, but he fixed it up with a new engine himself. Mm-hmm. Well, do I uh, get to meet him? Frankly, we we agreed that I'd call you and I'd see you if I could. And then, well, if I thought it would be all right. You, you mean if you liked me? Yes. If I liked you, I'd, I'd call the garage and then he'd come here. Well, what's the verdict, Wendy? Could I call him, Pop? God bless you. I like you, too. Yes, call him. Well, hello. You must be Ed. Hello, Mr. Taylor. I hope it's okay for me to come here. Yes, of course it is. Come in. Uh, Wendy's in the kitchen fixing some scrambled eggs and coffee for us. Come on this way. I, uh, understand congratulations are in order. Uh, I guess that's right, yeah. Oh, hello, Ed. Uh, Pop, the eggs are all ready and the coffee's... Well, here, let me help. You sit there, Ed. Oh, okay. Well, did you get your car fixed all right? Oh, yeah, sure. There, there was nothing wrong with it. I just wanted to tune up the engine. Mm-hmm. What kind of an engine have you got? V8. Oh, uh, I was wondering if you might have a DOHC4. Well, I wanted to put one in, but this V8 has more power. Hey, hey, you're a car buff, huh? <laughs> well, I know something about them. Oh, dear. What's the matter? Cars. I saw the Indy 500 last year. Boy, that's something. I mean, it's a track. No skids. They can really go on that track. Can we talk about something besides cars? Oh, I'm sorry, baby. Wendy don't care. Um, doesn't care. She doesn't care about cars. And you know, sometimes I forget and just get carried away, I guess. Oh, it's all right, Ed. I'm sorry. Do you uh, 
Like the theater, Ed? Well, I like a good show. But Wendy? Oh, she she analyzes things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want you to think I, I won't try to learn, Mr. Taylor. Well, how about you, Wendy? Aren't you going to try to learn about cars? <laughs> I won't be able to help myself. Well, you know, I, I figure it's all give and take. Uh, look, kids, uh, m- may I say something? Of course, Pa. Well, I've got a problem. Now, you two are going to be married, and Wendy's mother doesn't know anything about it. My problem is whether I have an obligation to tell her. Oh, Pop, no. Gosh, Mr. Taylor, I, I know how you feel, but Wendy's mother thinks I'm no good. Matter of fact, that's why... Uh, that's why what? It means that's why we went out with each other at first. Hmm. To defy your mother, eh? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I took Wendy out once, and her mother acted as if I was poisoned. Well, now, I, I think it's... Uh, oh, excuse me. I get the phone. Hello. Is this Dan Taylor? Yes, who's this? Amanda, your former wife. Amanda? I don't like to call you. I didn't want to have anything to do with you again, but I need your help. Wendy's disappeared. Uh, the uh, school told you that? Yes, there's absolutely no clue as to where she's gone, but a young girl running off that way might go to New York. It's only two hours from the school. Now... I want you to call the police and start a search for her. By the time you took some responsibility. Uh, Amanda, one question. Why do you say she ran off? Did you think she was going to? No. Uh, there was no boy or anything? Of course not. I've kept a close watch on Wendy. Well, Amanda, you can stop worrying. Wendy is here in my apartment. What? Well, you know you're not supposed to see Wendy's. She's 20 years old, and the court order doesn't apply anymore. Let me speak to her. She's asleep. And don't ask me to wake her, because she took a sleeping pill. Dan, I'm coming to New York as fast as I can. I can make it in three hours by plane. I'll tell her a thing or two, and I'm going to take her away. And you're not going to see her again, do you hear me? Your voice is loud and clear, Amanda. We'll be waiting for you. Goodbye. Wendy, that was your mother. Oh, no. I, I had to tell her you were here, but I I didn't tell her about you, Ed. She's coming for you, Wendy. Oh, this is going to be awful. Well, we've got three hours, maybe four or five, if she doesn't catch a plane right away. I think we'd better start by being frank, don't you? What do you mean, Bob? Well, I mean, I think you're not getting married just because you two are wildly crazy about each other, I think you're going to have a baby. Isn't that so, Wendy? I'm a real heel, Mr. Taylor. No, Ed, I think you're a nice boy, and I think Wendy's a nice girl. We didn't mean to, Pop. I, I don't know how to explain it, but 
But we didn't mean to. And when it happened, I couldn't talk to Mother about it. I came here hoping I could talk to you. And, but then I couldn't tell you, even though I knew you'd understand. That, that sounds all mixed up, but it's true. And Ed and I were, were going to leave here without ever telling you. But you knew. I don't know how you knew. Well, the drag racers told me. A what? And the theater of the absurd. Well, I don't get it. Oh, what Pop means is that you and I... Oh, we don't speak the same language. Is that what you mean? We don't have the same interests? Ed, if we're going to be married, we shouldn't dwell on that. We, we should try. Each of us should try to care about the things the other one likes. Now, look, um, we must all face the fact that your mother is coming. Face the music, I guess. No, I don't want to. I can't. Please, I can talk to you, Pop, but I can never talk to Mother. She wants me to be so proper. If I just sit on the couch with my feet curled up under me, she's horrified. How can I face her? Please, Pop, don't make me. Wendy, you'll be facing her with me in the same room. But she wants to take me away. She doesn't know what's happened. Now, look, are you willing to leave everything in my hands? Oh, yes, Pop. All right. Ed? Uh, sure, Mr. Taylor. Oh, fine. Now, you're going to face your mother, Wendy, but with me beside you. As for you, Ed, up to a certain point, this, this is nothing really but a family conference, and <laughs> I think maybe you shouldn't be here. Well, I don't want to try to get out of anything. Well, that, that's, that's not the question. Leave this to me, eh? I'm going to give you some money, and you check into a hotel, Ed, where I'll be able to reach you. Well, all right. Wendy and I'll stay here and wait for her mother. You'll see her in a moment, Amanda. Uh, sit down. Oh, there's no need for the amenities. I simply want to take Wendy away from here this instant. I said sit down, or you won't see her at all. Well. That's better. Now, just for openers, I'll tell you that I didn't have anything to do with Wendy's coming here. She called, she asked to see me, and I told her to come on up. She has a problem, Amanda. What problem could she have? What was it? Never mind. The point is that she couldn't go to you with her problem. Oh, that's just her idea. It's an idea you fostered. Your daughter had to be perfect. Your daughter had to be proper. Do you believe everything a young girl tells you? Well, she wasn't talking about a stranger. I remember when I had to be proper. I remember I had to go into your father's business, which I hated. I didn't come here to listen to a lecture. Do you remember when you told me I didn't measure up? You used those words. I didn't measure up. I wasn't good enough for the Bush League socialites you traveled with. The funny part of it is they liked me all right. It was you, Amanda, who kept being afraid I'd use the wrong fork or something. Was it I who put you in the arms of that disgusting woman? Yes. Because I wanted a warm, loving wife, which you were not. Oh, you punished me. That domestic relations judge, that friend of your family, he went right along with your notion that I was an unfit parent. I shouldn't be allowed to see my daughter. That has nothing to do with my visit now. Where is Wendy? This has everything to do with your visit. Because I thought that you and the judge were being unfair to me. 
Today I found out you were being unfair to Wendy. Really? I see no reason for going into ancient history. I've gone into ancient history because what you did to me back then, you've done to Wendy in all the years since. Now, I'm going to let you see her and talk to her, and we're going to tell you what problem she came to me with. But I want you to remember the things I've been telling you, Amanda. You always did talk nonsense. All right. I've done my best. Wendy. Hello, Mother. I'm ashamed of you. If you have a suitcase, get it. We're leaving immediately. No, Mother. I want no more nonsense. Mother, before you came here, Pop and I were talking, and he helped me. I can tell you something now I didn't dare tell you before. I don't think I care to hear it. Listen to her, Amanda. Mother, I came here because I'm going to have a baby. What? How could you do this to me? I don't know how to answer that. Who is the boy? Is he a good boy from a nice family? We can arrange a wedding quickly, and then you can you can have the baby out of town. It's Ed. Oh, no. Amanda, remember what I was telling you. Take time to think. Take time to ask yourself questions about yourself. Be quiet, Dan. This is between my daughter and me. Now, there are institutions. Yes, that's it. There are places where girls can stay until the baby comes, and then it can be put up for adoption, and nobody need ever know. (laughs) What are you crying about? What did you expect? When Pop found out he was going to have a baby, he crossed the room and took me in his arms. Your father doesn't have to face the people back home. <laughs> I'm not heartless, Wendy, but there's nothing else to be done. Now get your suitcase. He's not going with you, Amanda. Indeed. Wendy, do you have a suitcase? Yes. Get it. I've unpacked it, Mother, in my new bedroom. Dan speaks to that girl. Tell I'll her. I'll speak to you, Amanda, at the front door. But, Dan, don't you... I'm going to my room now. Goodbye, Mother. Come on, Amanda. I don't mean you can't come back, but right now it's best for you to go. I'll go. But I'll be back with a lawyer. Amanda, listen to me. Wendy and I discussed this thing, and she refused to go back with you. I, I, Amanda, insisted that you have your chance, and we gave it to you. And your solution was an institution, a closet to hide her in, face-saving. She's going to live here with me, Amanda. Your lawyer will tell you she's old enough to make that choice. And she's not going to marry that boy because it would be tragic for both of them. We've got plenty of time to decide whether the baby should be put up for adoption. But I have an idea we'll keep it. You don't understand that, do you, Amanda? The point is that whatever we do will be done for love and human decency. I've lost. You'll have visitation rights, Amanda. And I hope you can come back here to see Wendy with love in your heart. It might make all the difference. It might make you a fit parent. Goodbye, Dan. Goodbye, Amanda. Presented Custody of the Mother, written by Robert Senadella, directed by Ted Bell. In the cast, Court Benson, Rosemary Rice, Larry Robinson, and Grace Matthews. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Ralph Herman. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. 
Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Boy speaking. Thank <laughs> you.